And three, two, one. Hello, Borgen Project volunteers. October was one heck of a month. Two conflicts threatening global peace and a dysfunctional U.S. House of Representatives. As they unfold, both external and internal events will have long-term impact on the effort to end global poverty. The White House presented a sweeping $105 billion foreign aid package that includes $60 billion for Ukraine and $14 billion for Israel. This money is now tied up in the topsy-turvy politics of the U.S. House of Representatives and its new speaker, Michael Johnson, Republican of Louisiana. If House Republicans refuse to support continued aid for Ukraine because of their growing isolationist sentiment, the funding of any foreign assistance projects or multinational institutions such as the World Bank may be in serious jeopardy. And speaking of the World Bank, the World Bank and International Monetary Fund held their annual meeting in Marrakesh, Morocco. First, kudos to Morocco for pulling it off just months after the devastating earthquake. At the meeting, a study commissioned by the Group of 20 the premier forum for international economic cooperation shaping and strengthening global architecture and governance, declared that fulfilling the World Bank's triple mandate, eliminating extreme poverty, increasing shared prosperity, and boosting global public goods, such as climate and pandemic prevention, will necessitate a $3 trillion in capital per year by 2030. Now, that's going to be a tough sell, considering that newly installed World Bank President Anjay Banga has express, expressly said he will not dr drastically expand lending at the expense of the bank's AAA credit rating. The bank will be looking for greater investment, and the United States is its largest funding source. And that brings us back to the House of Representatives and its isolationist wing. And when we speak of the World Bank, let's remember one thing. The bank makes loans and expects these loans to be repaid. And debt repayment is yet another crisis confronting the world's poorer countries. For two decades, the U.S. Global AIDS Initiative, PEPFAR, was a shining light of bipartisan politics, able to hold together a coalition of Christian evangelicals, AIDS activists, gay rights advocates, and politicians from across the political spectrum. But that is now threatened by the bitter battles that have left the U.S. House of Representatives at the mercy of a small minority of hard-right Republicans. PEPFAR, PEPFAR's reauthorization, the legislation necessary to fund and operate it, expired in October 1st, and it's still seeking a way forward in the face of allegations from anti-abortion groups that the program has been hijacked. In the past, keeping PEPFAR up and running took precedence during disagreements over politically sensitive issues such as abortion and criminalization of homosexuality, but, per but perhaps that's no longer the case. USAID opens its Bureau for Democracy, Human Rights, and Governance to elevate these issues within the agency. The two Key priorities for the new Bureau will be building the evidence base for more investment and prodding bureaus working on other issues, that's health or humanitarian assistance, to use their resources in a way that bolsters democracy. And finally, 
Thanksgiving is weeks away and the family gatherings that we all look forward to or dread. I saw a post attributed to The Atlantic magazine, which I think applies. In talking with people about foreign aid, we need to ask skeptics what they think foreign aid is and engage with them when they spin untrue fantasies. That's going to put the onus on us to make sure that we, the grassroots activists, have our facts straight. Everyone has an opinion, but facts are facts. And I look forward to speaking with you next month.